ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮೀರ್ಯ ಪರಿಗ್ರಹ ಕಮಲಭೂಸೂನುರ್ಗರುತ್ಮಾನ್ರತ ಪೌತ್ರಶ್ಚಂದ್ರ ವಿಭೂಷಣ ಸುರಗುರು ಶೇಷಶ್ಚಯ ಪುನಃ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾಂಡಂ ವರಮಂದಿರ ಸುರಗಣಾ ಪ್ರಭೋ ಸೇವಕ ಸತ್ರೈಲೋಕ್ಯ ಕುಟುಂಬ ಪಾಲನ ಪರ ಕುರ್ಯಾಧರಿರ್ಮಂಗಲ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾ ವಾಯುಗಿರೀಶ ಶೇಷಗರುಡಾ ದೇವೇಂದ್ರ ಕಾಮೌ ಗುರು ಚಂದ್ರಾರ್ಕೌ ವರುಣಾನಲೌ ಮನುಯಮೌ ವಿತ್ತೇಶ ವಿಘ್ನೇಶ್ವರೌ ನಾಸತ್ಯೌ ನಿರ್ವೃತಿ ಮರುದ್ಗನಯತ ಪರ್ಜನ್ಯ ಮಿತ್ರಾದಯ ಸಸ್ತೀಕಾಸುರಪುಂಗವಾ ಪ್ರತಿದಿನ ಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ ವಿಶ್ವಾಮಿತ್ರಪರಾಶರ್ವೌರ್ಭಗವೋಸ್ತಗಸ್ತ್ಯಪುಲಃಶಕ್ತಿರ್ವಶಿಷ್ಟೋ
ओं तच्छ्योरावृणीमहे गातुयपत दैवी स्वस्तिरस्तु नवस्तिर्मानुषेभ्य ऊर्ध्व जिगतुषज शोस्तु दिपदे शुष्पदे ओं शाशाशाति सहस्रशीर्षा पुषा सहस्राक्ष सहस्रपाकूमि विश्व वृत्वा अत्यशांगुम पुष एवेदगम सर्व यदूत भव्यम उतामृतत्शान यदनेतिरोहतीतावान से महिमा अतो जायागश्च पुषा पादूता त्रिपाद सामृत दिवी त्रिपाधूर्दयुषा पादोस्वात्न तथो विश्वांग्यक्रामत शाशनाशने तस्माजायत विराजोधिपुषा स जातरीछत पश्चाभूमिमथोपुरुषेण हविषा देवायमतन्वत वसंतोस्यासीदाज्यम ग्रीष्मशरदी सप्तासपरदय त्रिसप्तमृता देवायज्ञवाना अबद्धम पुषं पशुम तम यम बर्षि प्रौक्षन्न पुषं जातमग्रता तेन देवायजनता साध्याषिश्चे तस्मादुता संभृत प्रसदाज्यम पशुगुश्चागुश्चक्रेवायव्यान आरण्याम्याे तस्मादुतःचत्साजग्निरे छंदागुंसी जग्निरे तस्मात तस्मादश्वाजायंता ये केचो भयादतः गावोह जग्निरे तस्मात तस्माजाता जावय यत्षम व्यदु कलिधाव्यकन मुखम किमस्ते कौबाहु काबूरोच्ये ब्राह्मण से मुखमासी बाहूराजान्यदसी यद्वैश्य पद्यागुम शूद्रो जायत चंद्रमा मनसो जाता चक्षसूर्यो जायत मुखादींद्रश्चाग्निश्च प्राणाद्वायुरजायत नाभ्यादीदरीक्ष शीष्ण्योद्योत्समर्तता पद्भ्यां भूमिर्दिश्रोत्रोकागम अकल्पयन वेदाहमेत पुषं महांत आदिवर्णम तमसस्तु पारे सर्वाणी रूपाणी विचिधीर नाभिवदन यदास्ते धाता पुरस्ताद मुदा जहार शक्र प्रद्वान्तस्र तमेव विद्वान्मृत नान्य पंथाययनाय विद्यते यज्ञनेग्नमेजंतवा धर्माभतमासन तेहनाक महिमान सचंते यूर्व्य सी देवा अद्भय संभुत पृथिव्यसा विश्वकर्मण समवर्तताद्रूपमे तत्ष विश्वग्रे वेदाहमेत पुषं महांत आदिवर्णम तमस परस्ता तमेव विद्वान्मृत नान्य पंथा विद्यते यनाय प्रजा प्रतिशरती गर्भे अंत 
अजायमानो बौधा विजायते तस्य धीरः परिजानन्ति योनिम मरिचीनं परमिच्छन्ति वेदसह यो देवेभ्य आदपति यो देवानां पुरोहितः पूर्वो यो देवेभ्यो जातः नमो ऋचाय ब्रह्मये ऋचं ब्रह्म जनयन्तः देवाग्रे तदब्रुवन् यस्वैवं ब्राह्मणो विद्यात् तस्य देवासन् वशे श्रीश्चते लक्ष्मीश्च पत्न्यौ अहो रात्रे पार्श्वे नक्षत्राणि रूपम् अश्विनौ व्यातम् इष्टं मनिषाणा अमुं मनिषाणा सर्वं मनिषाणा तच्छैयोरावृणीमहे गातों यज्ञाय गातों यज्ञपतये दैवी स्वस्तिरस्तुनः स्वस्तिर्मानुषेभ्यः ऊर्ध्वं जिगातु भेषजं शन्नोस्तु द्विपदे शंचतुष्पदे ओम शांत शांत शांति Thank you, thank you, Kiran, for the chanting. Uh, welcome all. Today we deal with the last portion, the last section of Kena Upanishad. In a previous class, we enjoyed the story because the Upanishad that introduces a story, it wants to just bring our attention back to the the very source the very power behind all this manifestation of we'll come to know about that it is the brahman the very source today is the last section maybe the final import of what the entire upanishads is going to convey will be dealt today many people are very much interested and waiting for this specific episode uh, i request uh, arvindo ji to start the talk thank you thank you one and all thank you chadavir ji thank you kiran for the chanting it's beautiful welcome you all नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्य केशवं बादरायण सूत्रभाषीकृत वंदे भगवतरो गुरुरात्मी मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमवत्तहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम ओं श्री गुरुभ्यो नम ममांगा वाक्चक्षु श्रोत्रमथो बलमेन्द्रियाकुरीकरणमस्तुस्तु तदात्मते यपनिषत्सु धर्म ते मयि सन्तु ते मयि सन्तु So, we have been seeing the Kata Upanishad, uh, no, Kena Upanishad, 
were it all started with the very question which a seeker of reality is prompted to ask keneshitam patati prekshitam manah kena prana pradama preeti yuktah keneshitam vacham imam vadanti chakshushotram kahu devo yunati the question was asked was what is that which makes my mind go to the objects what is that make the prana or the vital air work incessantly in keeping me alive and what is that or what's what is that entity or the power or i i don't know what to call it what is the one which gives me the totality of experience what i see through the eyes and the ears chakshushotram kahudevo yunakti these questions when asked the teacher gave a very indirect answer because this the object or the name with which he was asking kaha devo yunakti is not directly pointed out this is that in all our case we have seen that anything which is odd means thing we either it is in the form of an object or a internal feeling we can identify it with lakshana or the identifiers or the adjectives with which we can explain any object or a event or anything in our life but here a question is asked which is very esoterical in the sense it is the very essence in which everything is happening so the teacher is falling short of the words to explain it yet he wants to convey that there is some entity shrotrasya shrotam manaso manoyat vachoha vacham sahu pranasya pranah chakshusha chakshur adimuchya veera pretyasna loka tamrata pavant so he says that you ask me for the ears and the eyes i can tell you that it is the eye of the eye ear of the ear etc etc and one who is getting out of the normal feeling that it is my physical eyes which is the cause for my experiences prati asmat lokat lokyate one who identifies that it is not the physicality of the sense organs or the physicality of the actual organs of action but there is a entity which is beyond that which is which is making everything work or which is the prime which is inside in with which inside or outside we don't know that type of a thing which is being identified to knowing that from removing one by one pratyasmad lokat amrda bhavanti he that person moves to a state of immortality because the one which is there is immortal therefore he reaches the state of immortality identifying this is the neti neti prakriya which is indirectly being integrated here so we saw that different aspects being explained by the teacher and when we finished the second chapter the teacher concluded with the last two verses mantras pratibodha vidyatam matam amrutattvam hi vindate atmana vindate vidyam vindeya vidyaya vindate amrutam and he is also says that 
இஹச்சேதவேதி அசஸ்தியமஸ்தி நாச்சேதிஹாதி மகதி விநஷ்டி சோ வாட் இஸ் இட் நே ஹி சேஸ் தட் இட் இஸ் சம்திங் பிரதிபோத விதிதம் எவ்ரி போதம் ஆர் எவ்ரி எக்ஸ்பீரியன்ஸ் வித் போத் ஆர் நோன் ஆர் அன்னோன் it is only amrutattvam it is showing only that immortality of that in the momentary of changing all the changing experiences are in that changeless one that is why you are able to understand even there is a change so pratibodha viditam when he said is that it is an experiences in a state of experiencelessness where the experiences can be identified this is what we call it as you can see a item only when there is a contrast to it a white dot in a white paper can never be distinguished cannot be identified or cannot be even said to be existing inside a white spot in a white paper or in a darkness any dark object cannot be identified same way when we are able to identify experiences the experiences can be only identified if there is a contrast of changelessness or objectlessness or experiencelessness in which these things can appear and standing that only these things can be optified or if you become a part of a movement like now the earth is rotating at 1847 kilometers per hour in the rotating in its own axis but each one and every one of us are feeling that we are stationary and we are comfortable with that feeling of stationary in ourselves because we are inside the change so we don't know the change which is happening same way if we have been the part of the experiences which are happening then we will not know the experience we are able to know the experience because we are the changeless which is knowing the changes of experiences so pradibodha viditam matam amrutattvam hivindade so the amrutam or the immortal which is observing the experiences and the coming and going of experiences is the one which is and that one who knows that amrut that one atmana vindade vidyam vidya vindade amrutam one who identifies himself to be that changeless one which is observing all the changes or in which all the observed changes are happening he or that person who is becoming the very essence of that changeless immortal one and if you do not know if you don't learn this or if you don't understand it we have changed the way if you do not change that if you not follow that and understand that mahati vinashti that is the greatest loss of this life your very purpose of life is a waste because you are been chasing the changes not the changeless one and if that is the situation if you do not do that you cannot be amrita you cannot become immortal because you have to do that pratyasmat lokat amrita bhavanti so this is some sort of a conclusion of the instruction by the teacher which has happened in the second verse second chapter ending for an ideal student who is who mind is clear without any you know disturbances and he like a blotting paper absorbs everything what the teacher says for him this instruction is enough 
he doesn't have to hear anything more than that for him the matter becomes clear karatalama karatalama lagavat like a like a gooseberry in your palm or a marble kept in your in your inside your palm it will be as clear as that but not every one of us are like that so to make the people who are not able to grasp it from their own mental capability Shruti and the Guru, both are not different. Shruti Vakkestya, Guru Vakkestya is how the Acharya has been mentioning about it. He's Paramakarunika. He's absolutely benevolent, absolutely benevolent in the when it comes to teaching or giving the instructions or giving the absolute knowledge. To, for such people to understand, the Upanishads introduced a story form to explain the same thing which we saw in the last class the agni representing the knowledge or jnanam or sense organs vayu representing the breath or life or the kriya functions or the organs of action both of them were used as examples to identify a splendor in the form of an attractive light which appeared and that both devas these agni and vayu is depicted as devas who had just a rejoicing the victory over the negative negative aspects of asura asura vritti so they had an ego which was saying that yes this is something which the upanishads also want to understand when we hear about the second chapter ending pradibodha viditam and we think that we understood what is our reality atman there can be an ego setting us in each one of us thinking that yes i know what is the reality i have become an atmatyani or a brahmatyani and i know what is atman what is brahman so that ego can come into each and each one of us and to represent our egoistic tendencies of both knowledge and action the the upanishad brought in the simile of agni and vayu as devatas with ego and when they went to that light which is very attractive and splendor and but not able to identify what it is that light keeps a dry grass in front of them and asked them to tell that okay you are so much claiming that you know everything viditam aviditam both i know both that is what agni was indirectly telling that i can burn everything nothing escapes from me means both knowledge known and unknown are within my within my realm and so i know that everything which is known and also that i know everything which is unknown that is also within my my own purview so when the grass is kept the the that splendor or the lighter uh, light asks said okay if that is the case you what is your will valor or what is your strength please do that to the grass which i have kept in front of you and which i agni could not do it realizing that he is not all knowledge he cannot know everything there is something which is still beyond his knowledge which is which may appear to be like a small grass but the person or the but the light which has been showing that is even more not comprehensive with his own all knowledge 
So taking a defeat, he goes back and tells it, and then the Vayu comes, which is representing the Kriya Shakti or the power of action. He says that I am known as Matarisha. Matarisha means everything that is moving in the space, they move because of my strength. I am the one keep, keeping everything in the mood, the stars, the planet, the world, the air, the, you know, the object. Any moment in which you see that I am the one which is the behind the movement. Yeah, his ego was so much that the same thing was repeated by that light which was kept a grass in front of him and told that, okay, if you can move, please move this grass. He could also not move it. That is the time he understood that yet in spite of my all power and everything, I am still short of that power which with which I am being challenged now. He goes back and tells the devas that I have also failed. I do not know what is that light which I am seeing. And it also kept me the same grass which he gave to Agni Deva also. So the the king of the devas, Indra, with all his, he is the, he is the one who has been always inquisitive. And in, even in other Upanishad, there is a story of Indra and Virochana going to Brahma for knowing what is the Atma. E Atma Patma. So there he gives same instruction both to Indra and Virochana. And Virochana in the first answer itself mistakes what is being told as the physical body and he returns and, and tells the, his disciples or his followers that this body itself is the Atma. Let us live happily with this body, enjoy it, keeping it good and good-looking. So Indra was represented by the inquisitive spiritual seeker who could not accept that if this physical body is the one which is being told as the Atma, but I know that physical body is having all the sick modifications of Vriddhi, Chaya, the, the you know, aging, decay, disease, etc. But it cannot be that. Then he goes back. So he does almost 108 years of upavasa or brahmacharya for knowing the truth. Each time he is being given a different answers by Brahma until and until he became matured by his austerities when he realizes his own. But the instruction from the teacher was the same. This atma is the one which is taintless. That was the answer given by Brahma in that Upanishad. Here the same Indra, because of his humility, even though he is part of Deda, he also was momentarily taken over by the victory which he had won over the Asuras. But when this light came with the, the thing, he understood his mistake. And with humility, he goes toward the light and the light vanishes. And when the light vanishes, he sits there in meditation, praying for to the light to show itself. As he was doing the tapas, instead of the light, Satasminneva Akashe Striyam Ajagama Bhushobamanam Umam Haivavatim Tam Hovacha Kimera Dashamiti. That is the mantra with which the third chapter ends. Tasmin In that very spot where the light and the splendor was seen, 
Sriyam Ajagama, a form of a lady appeared. Bohusobamanam, with all the same splendor of the same light which was there, but this time it was not a formless light, but it was a form of a lady which appeared. Haimavatim, with all the ornaments, shining dolls, and Uma is the name of the lady to whom Indra asked, which was that yaksha which was there in your place here is the question with which we stopped in the last session. Now we will start this session, fourth chapter. Sa tasmin neva akashe striyam ajagama bahushopamana bumam haibatin sa hovacha kim medat yakshamiti. For that, Uma gives the answer is the beginning of the fourth chapter. Sa Brahmeti Ha Uvacha Brahmano Va Edad Vijaye Mahiyadvamiti Tato Haiva Vidanchakara Brahmeti. That means Sa Uvacha Ha Brahmeti Brahmana Va Edad Vijaye Mahiyadvam Iti Tataha Ha Eva Vidanchakara Brahmeti. What does it say? It is well known that Brahma alone has won the war. But you people are thinking that the victory is of yours. Mahiyadvam. Sa Uvacha. Uma says that. All of you are thinking that victory is yours. But that victory is of Brahman. Ta ha eva, from that only Indra comes to know that Vidanchakara, that that splendor or that entity which was there before, which vanished on his approach, Brahma iti, it is Brahman itself was appeared, gave him a glimpse of its own presence, but without description with which it can be found out. So, it is, it, we have got now two pictures. One is Uma, the Devi, which is Shiva Shakti or the Ishwara and the Shakti. One cannot be described, the splendor as Brahman, but, but it appeared. So it is, that is why it has got a it has got a light or splendor, but still not describable. And when the Devi says that too was Brahman, it is still incomprehensible for Indra. She said it is the Brahman and he is the one who won the war for you. It is because of him you all got the victory over the Asuras. But you people are thinking that it is your victory. Tasma, next mantra is that Tasma va e de deva atitarami va anyan devan yet agnir vayu indra hi enan idishtam pasrushu te hi enat pratama vidan chakara brahmeti. Now what does it say? 
because of these victory of brahman and misunderstanding by the agni vayu indra etc they they thought that their victory was the one but when uma bhagavati the devi says that it is brahman here the prominence is being given to the agni vayu and indra because they came in direct vision with brahman because of they they are the the supreme most of the devas that is what the upanishad says what does it indicate it is the organs of it is the knowledge and the action combined with the the ruler indra of the both the sense organs and of hands knowledge and action which will be helpful for us to know what is the brahman or the atman within us therefore the physical body the physical instruments of eye ears etc are not important as long as it do not help you to do the understanding of the reality from the world of objects here again we should think about that sloka from the katopanishad say that paranchikani all these things both the organs of senses and the actions are incapable only with the world engaging outward but the input from them it is the indriya or the mana which is represented by here by the jivatma indra who can convert the experiences of pratipoda viditam into knowledge or understanding therefore even though they are definitely important but the importance should lie with the indra who is finally able to know from devi that it is that brahman in the which was seen here as in the form which cannot be understood so the fourth uh, the third mantra says tasmad va indra atitaram iva anyan devan sahai enat nedishtam pasparsha saha hi enat pratama vidanchakara brahma iti now here is it is a repetition also no tasya next one is that mantra fourth mantra is that tasyaisha adeshe yet etad vidyutto vidyuta iti naimishad a iti adidaivatam this is what the actual instruction from the devi first she told that that light which you saw is brahman only and agni vayu indra since you got an opportunity to see it yourself or come in close quarters of that you are all definitely blessed and great but you have not been able to understand what it is so here she starts her instruction tasya esha adesha what does it mean tasya of that brahman esha adesha 
it is the way to teach by giving these teachings vidyut vidyut that are though through the flashing of a lightning which he appeared as before he kept the glass of the grass there that naimishat a iti adidaivatam is the divine way of showing the reality by brahman now there are two examples are being used by that the mantra or the instruction from the devi vidyut and naimishad vidyut means lightning the splendor of lightning even though it is a fraction of a second in it you know it enlightens anything and everything within the ambit of that the whole world becomes brightened up by that lightning even though it is for a fraction of a second what is that example being used by that brahman in that text example that for him the world of creation is as simple as that yugapat srishti with the lightning he creates the entire world and he takes it back also because that darkness follows it so if you look at from our experience point of view momentarily the entire world came in lightning and the world also vanished with the lightning closed now if you look at from the cosmic point of view which says that yukavat srishti means instantly the entire world comes into existence and into which the world goes back is the same source from where that now when we are looking from a human concept the big bang the 13 or 14 billion light years of life the space expanding you will look like a spark of a lightning from the point of view of brahman because that is how he creates it or that entity's creation is like that and in the point of light that 18 million or 14 billion light years from that point of view what is the 100 years of human life or 8 years of human life it is not even lightening of that lightening type of a lightning so from that point of view all these things are example is that the creation is a momentary experience when we wake up from our sleep the entire world is in front of us as if you no know, lit by a lightning the experiences the world of experiences comes in. but we do not have this momentary control to control the uh, you know when it goes back into non existence when we go into deep sleep for that the second example of naimishat is the use naimishat means it is when you close your eyelid what happens the reverse happens for us when lightning comes 
momentarily everything is late when uh, we are closing our eyelids the entire vision or the entire world in front of us is vanishing even for a second but we are not aware of it so you can imagine we both are at the extreme end of the same spectrum the brahman who can create the entire world in one frag in the entire world in a fraction of a second and we are on the other end of the spectrum where when we close our eyes the world is vanishing but we are not aware of it so both these examples is used by the upanishad that all that what we are experiencing are all momentary in nature they are not amrutam for the creation yugapath even when we are closing our eyelid the world is vanishing even for a second but the eye closing of the eyelid is so fast that vision seems to be continuous for us even though if you really look into our our own personal experience when we when we are blinking and then in our natural way of blinking the eyelid the world the vision is vanishing becoming zero because we are closing our eyes but we do not have that experience of closing so both these examples are used by the upanishad to say that the entire experiences are all momentary in nature they are all not amrutam same example is used in the brahadarani upanishad also when neetineeti is being explained i'll just read that mantra it's a long mantra but it is it is i'll i'll not explain it in fully but you will understand that it ृहस्यूपंदरीकृत्ति वर्ल्ड when we are doing this when we are say, having these experiences also aadeshah is the instruction is that neeti neeti the experiences which are momentary in nature are not what we are we are the one who is seeing satyasya satyam iti we are the satyam or the existence or the truth in that experience which change which observes all that so saying neeti neeti by for all experiences that what is being experienced tesham esha satyam that is what is the truth is what the brahadarani upanishad talks about incidentally because both these upanishads uses the same vidyut sagrata vidyutam so what does it mean is that experiences are momentary in nature which is also told in the previous mantra pratibodha viditam sakrat vidyuti in the when the case of lightning also it is momentary when you are closing eyes the opposite of the feeling is there when it's momentary also we losing the world we are not aware so the total experiences are all momentary in nature 
So how do we, how, when this is the state, then that Devi comes on, continues to tell that, Ata adhyatmam yad etad gachati, ivacha manaha anenacha etad upasmarati, abhikshnam sankalpaha. Now, what does it say that the Upanishad now gives the analogy level of the self at the, from the point of view of the individual? The seeker should pursue through his mind attaining that these experiences which we explained in the both the Vidyut example and the eyelid closing example. Using that manasa in the manaha Anenacha etas upasmarati apiksan sangalpa. He should, one should meditate upon, in the sense here, Sravana Manana Nididhyasana. Having heard from the all the instruction from the first and second chapter and the example given for the Deva in the Agni, Vayu and Indra, one should do the sangalpa. In that sangalpa manas when then the mind becomes purer with that understanding become the momentary experiences and amrutattvam te pratyasma lokat amrita bhavanti when you are removing all the experiences and you become immortality that is the time when the splendor or the yaksha which came appeared will appear itself I am just reminding you about this mantra which we studied in the previous Upanishad. Nāyamātmā pravacharena labhyo namedaya namahuna shrutena. Ime vaisha brunudaya tena labhya sthatthesyeva atmā vibrunudaya tam sunum swam. That Upanishad. Not by intellect, namedaya nabahuna shrutena. Even if you hear it hundred times the Upanishad, it it will not you will not know as what it is told by the Upanishad. Only when you have purified your intellect, understanding that it is not an object, it is not an experience, it is the substratum for everything in which even experiences appear. So we should not be even with an expectation that there will be a Brahma Karavrti or a knowledge about Brahman or that cosmic experience or the spiritual experience. Even that expectation is in the mind as a Vritti or a thought. But in that experience it cannot come. Only when that also goes, Atma Vibrunate, that the light of Atma, he can be seen. This is where between the Bodham it is appearing, Pratibodha Viditam. But because we are so much engrossed between the one experience to another experience, the gap between one experience to the other experience is never acknowledged or never even taken into account. Just as when we are closing our eyelid, the world is vanishing from our vision, is never acknowledged and never taken as a serious thing to investigate into it. 
Same is the case with the lightning. When the lightning is coming, we see the entire world is created. When I'm waking up also, the entire world is coming up instantly for me for the world of experience. It is not that, um, you know, one tree comes, one animal comes, one word comes, one the sky comes, the water comes. No, everything is available simultaneously as if brought by a lightning, the entire experience of the world. It is coming. So all these examples are used for relating to our own personal experiences. And when we realize that none of these are the reality, they are all the world of Anuratam or which are the world where it is changing, the changeless one is, I am the one, the changeless, which is observing all the changes or which is all experiencing all these things. For him, Atma Vibhranute, for him that Atma will experience you know, he will he will become that. It is not that it is, it is shining on him. Swayam vibrunade, atma vibrunade means swayam vibrunade. You are you will know who you are at that time. You don't have to know you. There is no who you and you are knowing as separate. You become what you are want to know. Then is the next mantra. Tadva tadvanam nama tadvanam namityupasitadvyam. Saya etat eva vedavi ha enam sarvani bhutani samvanchanti. Now, in each Upanishad, they give a peculiar name for Brahman by a different name. For example, in the Chadogya Upanishad, Brahman is explained as Tadjala. It is a word. Here, the word used is Tadvana. Now, Tadvanam can be, in Sanskrit, can be treated as, uh, dealt as Tasyavanam. Tasyavanam, Vanam means normally forest. But Vanam also has got a different name is, it that, you know, call, is splendor. Because it appeared as a splendor or light, you know, beyond, beyond explain, I mean, beyond the words which can be announced. It is, of the splendor of that, the, to indicate that the Tadvanam word is used. It is from which that experiences come, Tadvanam. And Upasitavyam, it has to be meditated upon that. It is that which appeared as the light. The light is not that which appearing. The, the one which exhibiting the light or the entity which exhibited itself as light, but which cannot be otherwise seen because of its own, you know, Kripa or Karuna, it it showed its reality, it's, it's one of the forms of splendor to Agni, Vayu and Indra. So when Devi says that it is that which is Tadvanam, it is that splendor, mean, it is Brahman's splendor which you saw. Tadvanam, that is the word, the word Tadvanam is to be understood like that. And that Upasitavyam, you have to meditate, you meditate upon that. Sarvani Bhutani Avivyan Sambhanjanti. Every object, Sambhanjanti, that normal meaning is to adore. But there is also a meaning that they revel in that. It is in the, in that Brahman, the whole creation is reveling or being, revealing itself, them, them, themselves. 
it is in the lightening of that li- lightening the whole world appears same way in that in the presence of brahman the every every object in the world appears to be having an existence otherwise it is not there so vyan has to do the upasana or the meditation on this to understand how it is being dealt by the upanishad and here in the seventh mantra devi vanishes after that upasitavyam instruction to indra that story ends there only the student who has been listening to the story asked the teacher upanishadam bebruhi bo bruhi iti uktva tat upanishadam brahmin bhava ta upanishadam bruma iti now here the word upanishadam bruhi can be taken as two separate words please if you look at the literal meaning o oh, sir master upanishadam bruhi iti please tell me the upanishad so the master says ukta i told you the this is the brahman only this is relating to the brahma this is the upanishad we have already told you this is a literal meaning of that uh, the word by word meaning of that upanishad but we have to take the intended meaning by the upanishad what is that here is this experience upasitavyam which is being told by the uh upanishad for the devi's instruction to brahma ish uh, indra that has to be understood in a different aspect now if you remember in the lalita sastrama there is a example unmesha nimishan unme unmish unmishan nimishan shat panna ah, vipanna bhuvanavalihi that what does it say that in that case also devi devi is being depicted as the one who comes unmishan nimishan in the closing and eye opening of the eye and she is the one who is creating the whole world is being given in the lalita sahasrama so i forgot to mention this in the previous uh, uh, mantra that is also one example which is the upanishad is also wanting to us to understand that so upanishad when you are doing the meditation on that what what is to be understood when the student asks please tell me the upanishad so here the upanishad is telling the shravana manana nididhyasanam to be done as the three methodologies to understand upanishadam what that exam the detailed explanation of the word upanishadam is done by shankara in the uh, another another upanishad uh, preamble there he says that upanishadam the word should be understood as shravana manana nididhyasana in the sense that when you are sitting near a teacher upa you are hearing the teaching from that teacher 
but hearing will not give you the knowledge. That is only Shravanam. And when we are hearing it, that it doesn't become your knowledge. It becomes your knowledge only when you do the Mananam. Thinking Mananam means again and again, thinking about what the teacher has told me till now. And when each time when you are thinking more and more, the, the dirt of our mind becomes lesser and lesser because more and more the knowledge comes yeah, firm and firm. Now, why it is so is Vastu Tantra. When I told you about this Vastu Tantra, when an object is known, the knowledge doesn't become yours. Now, for example, if I am saying the white powder on the dining table on the tasting is salt, you can know that white powder is salt. But the salt becomes a salt of taste only when you consume it. And the more it will become more salty, the less become less salty. But the knowledge that powder can give salt becomes only knowledge only when you taste that salt. But any amount of saying that it is chemical name or the powder name or the visual seeing of the salt doesn't give you the experience of the salt. The visual experience is one, the bodham or the experience of knowing it is different. Same way in the Shastra when you are saying when the Atma is explained or Brahma is being explained by the different mantras or Pratibodha or whatever may be that. That's when we hear the Shravana, what happens is that we will, we may create a imaginary picture here because it is not a physical object like a salt or a sweet or any other object in the world outside. When it is said, it is like a lightning, it is like nimishan, unmishan, nimishan, all those things, what happens is that we, we may create a mental image of what is the experience. And that is to be Pratyatma Vishaya. That is your, our own knowing of our own nature or being our nature will happen only when it, that Shravana and Manana removes all the doubt and imagination notions in our mind. And then it becomes a knowing by conviction. You don't need anybody to ask any time when the question is asked what you are. You will know that what is your nature. And that is the time when you know that it is the nature of everything. Sarva Buddha Hitairaha, that aspect of knowing everything and the hidam of everything or the best of everything will be your attitude. That has will happen only when you are doing the Shravana Mananandhyasana. This is what is required by the word Upanishad in the in the uh, in that seventh mantra. Shankaracharya also quotes that from the 13th, uh, fifth mantra on the 13th Adhyaya of Bhagavad Gita, where it starts, 
மகாபூதியோ உற்பத்தி Obstructions which can come in the Shankara's explanation, he said, Aham anna, Ahanga Amanittam Adambittam Ahimsa Chandi Rajavan, these are the things which can come as an object, obstruction to the one who is doing the practice of these teachings into, as in the form of Upasitavyam, which was told in the previous mantra. So, that is where one has to concentrate our attention and do that so the teacher says then the eighth mantra is tasya tasya tapo dhamaha kirti mati pratishta veda sarvang sarvangani satyam ayatanam that ahimsa chandi rajyam etc which was explained in the gita is the one which he is referring here in this mantra the austerity restraints rituals and other things are all in the told in the vedas that upasana the vedas shadanga vedas and the chaturveda based they are all giving you instructions on upasana and the methodology of doing the uh, upasana margas so in that one one should get pradishtita in what satyam ayatanam in the abode of truth it is not that it is going to take you to the heaven or the any other experiences of the world those things austerities should be used for pratishta for establishing yourself in the satyam aitanam in the truth of abode then the the upanishad concludes as a the fruit of all those things as yahava etam evam vedam ahatya paapmanam அனந்தே சொர்கே லோகே ஜேயே பிரதிஷ்டதி பிரதிஷ்டதி ஒன் ஹூ ஹஸ் ரியலி அண்டர்ஸ்டுட் திஸ் நாலேஜ் இன் திஸ் மேனர் பை டூயிங் தட் உபாசினா அண்ட் ஸ்ரவணமரண நிதித்யாசனா ஹீ கெட்ஸ் ரிட் ஆஃப் ஹிஸ் டர்ட் இன் த மைண்ட் பாபாஸ் ஆர் த சின்ஸ் இன் த மைண்ட் அண்ட் ஹீ ஐடென்டிஃபைஸ் ஹிம்செல்ஃப் டு பி த இன்ஃபினிட் and pratishtadi pratishtadi he gets established in that he gets established in that pratyagatma vishaya one exposes that one which exposed itself to itself in the form of splendor he gets established in that knowledge that what is that it is that splendor which is shining in me because of which the whole experience of knowing and acting and the very feeling of that identity of why i am as an experiencer also is all because of that splendor which is which was come as in the form of a splendor in front of the agni and vayu and indra and that is where i am getting established in that and that is how the upanishad ends that one should get established in the that understanding what is the one's own reality 
ஆப்பியந்து மமாங்கி வாக்ராணச்சுச்சோத்திரமதோபலமிந்திரியாணிச்சர்வாணிசர்வம்ரமௌபனிஷதம்மாஹம்ரமிராகுல்யாம்மாம்மாபிரமிராகரோ நிரா
yeah uh, yeah i'd like you like to thank you very much you yourself and all the organizers for like successfully it really piqued my interest again in keno upanishad and i'm i'm going into it again trying to go deeper and understand the thing so yeah, it has been very helpful and thanks for taking us through all the shlokas thanks abhi हरिओम बिंदु जी हरिओम नित्या जी आई जस्ट हैव अ वेरी नॉट अ वेरी आई होप इट्स अ पर्टिनेंट क्वेश्चन आई वुड लाइक टू नो लाइक नो द कथोपनिषद एसेंशियली द क्वालिटी ऑफ वैराग्या इज प्रेज्ड लाइक व्हेन ब्रह्मा व्हाट इज नेम यमा सेज टू नचिकेता दैट यू आर अ ग्रेटर मच मोर ग्रेटर देन आई एम यू नो एक्सटॉलिंग एंड अप्लॉडिंग हिज वैराग्या the kaivalya upanishad is very meditative is famous for its dhyana essentially what would the kena upanishad be i wonder kena upanishad talks about that finest in the penultimate shloka says no upasitavyam that upasitavyam is taking mainly on that because if you look at the first two chapters nobody can really find a method in which one can do an upasana there that meditative thing of kaivalya upanishad is different from the kena upanishad because in the kena upanishad it is abstract in the nature srotasya srotam manaso mano pratibodha viditam matam amrutattvam jati so when all these things are being told with the mind cannot grasp anything on which it can meditate So even though the, oh, it is more abstract and where yeah. that abstract comes is that where that here the upasana is not a meditation like the kaivalya upanishad or the uh, typical meditative practices here it is that is why shankara in the uh, in the concluding uh, portion he insists on shravana manana nididhyasanam is what the ex, either request of the upanishad teacher in the kena upanishad hmm. you have to you have to listen to these abstract things but in the first or even in the first few times when you listen to it as shrinivas was now telling you one will never get to know the the intended meaning of the upanishad avarti asagrat upadesha when they say that one need to get again and again into these mantras and their intended meaning and that meaning is talking about not anything outside but it is talking about our own very nature of our own reality that has to get established that i am not the body i am not the shrotram or the eyes with which i am seeing i am the one which is shrotrasya shrotram i am the yeah. ear of the ear i am the eye of the eye how will you get that established unless you medit or do this mananam on the those mantras that is very important so upasana here is more uh, manana nididhyasana right this is where and alvares veras kaivalya being a shaiva upanishad uh, uses a symbol of shiva and shakti that's it right that is right and i i wanted to ask you that I, I, all this is thank you so much for Uh, taking us through this uh, beautiful journey in consciousness from 
especially with the aid of the um, Kano Upanishad, which takes us from parts to the partless being that we are. Thank you so much. Harium. Harium. Thank you so much, Arvindiji. That was um, wonderful. I, I know it's going to take me uh, several more readings to to get the essence here, but I'm I need to ask if I'm off on this uh, in terms of my you know basic interpretation. Is that a, a lot of this is very short um, Upanishad, um, not so many mantra, and then it it seems to dwell upon, you know, this concept of self-knowledge that this in consciousness studies, you know, the hard problem of consciousness and and how experience is processed and, and, uh, and felt The, the same can be said about how we process knowledge information and transform it into uh, wisdom this is the essence of brahman in that sense and atman that i mean i i i need more on this because i'm just grasping at it but it there's a there's this magical quality um in atman that that can do this (laughs) like how you can take information in and lesson and transform that that's that magic in atman is am i off on that or is that part of the the, the gist of this b the hard problem of consciousness and uh, the methodology of upanishad are uh, in uh, to be seen from a different perspective altogether upanishad uses the world as instruments for looking inward. The interest of Upanishad is to drive you to know who you are, what is our reality. And once we know what is our reality, in relation with our reality, how the world is, is also known. That is what the intent of all the Upanishads. Not one Upanishad, all the Upanishad. Whereas the physical world and the inquest into the physical world and the reality of consciousness in the physical world can never go into the level of knowing it because the knowing is never seen in the known object outside. Yet, the, the science or the material, they are all trying to find out the details of the object. They can find everything as far as the material or the methodology or even the forces which is acting upon them. But the knowing aspect, which the hard problem of consciousness which was being explained is that the knower and the knowing is not seen in the object if you are looking at the object. But when the Upanishad takes it, you first know the knower. When you know the knower, the reality of the knower, then you will know the process of knowing. 
and in the process of knowing the what is the role the object has to play will be clear but you have to start from inward to outward not from outward to inward because outward is multitude and each object is showing having different experiences or different nature of experience different forces acting different time and space are there these are all variables are multitude in the world outside but with the least variable what is one where we can start is where is the only the least variable is within our own nature our own nature because we have found out that that knower as a child till now has not changed so that is the where i have to start from to know myself then i will know what is my knowing is all about and when i know i know my know my nature of myself and my knowing then what is the relationship with the world outside becomes much clearer to that only the upanishads are driving you i don't know whether i i, I explained it in correct way to you yeah that that helps and and is this um i'm looking for the cole's note you know the short notes on this but it, <clears throat> that's the essence of of this upanishad is that is that my our best takeaway from this or would you shy away from giving us a snapshot in terms of what is most important to take away here only one word one verse if you can remember it and put it into practice pratibodha vititam matam amrutatvam hivindate vidya vintate amrutam that is one thing which if threadbare you put it in your own experience that pratibodham what it is saying is that in your experience ever changing experience changes experiences are changing the not only we are observant of the changing of the objects of the experience we are also the same objects experiences are also changing depending upon the time and the space and the location that mood with which we are experiencing everything the same object also gives different experiences so objects are changing the nature of our experiencing is changing in all the multitude of experiences pratibodham there is a moment when these are changing and the substratum of the changes or between the two changes there is that splendor of the light of my own nature which without the object is aware of the changes and the state of objectlessness in between that is where that concentration as to it that the example of lightning and the nimisham that closing of the eyelid shows is that momentariness why it is momentary that experience of atma or brahman is momentary for us is because the objects cloud the vision because we our attention goes from ourselves to the object in the experiences that person who can in the changes of experiences see the changeless one which is behind it he is the one who is established in that knowing 
others are established in the objects and the changes so pratibodha viditam is the one which you should be a feeling in fact i remember explaining this to you in one our first or second meeting itself where we should be looking into it every experience is only telling us that truth but we should be not looking at the experience the the one which is exp making the experience happen so this is so the more manaso mano whatever that that's chapter 3 the mantras in uh, the pratibodha mantras in chapter 3 right no two the last but one penultimate one second chapter thank you so much namaskaram arvind ji namaste ganesh ji uh i felt after listening to this uh, what uma says to indra finally uh from the individual perspective one has to become indra in order to see the splendor splendorous to know the reality of the jivatma or one's own self if one if the individual becomes indra then uh, that is the essential uh, readiness to observe that is one thing is what i have understood and another thing is that between two temporal experiences are essentially very transient and between the two uh, i have uh, in some uh, readings of mine between the breaths between two breaths and if one is into the counting of the beads the rudra granthi that is between the two beads there is a knot that is the point of concentration that is of that is the place where we are missing because as you said the unmesh nimisha there it is years speed that experience is missing and between the breaths and between the beads attention has to lie upon and if we meditate on that the state of indra might be achieved for the realization of the true self and then the uh, the ego is dropped and that's what i have understood from you am i right i am just asking you so yeah you are right in the sense that indra the attitude of indra was the humility oh and that humility can come only when the ego which was thinking i am the one who is won the war or my team has won the war 
or my indriyas are the one which is giving me experience from the individual point of view the eyes and the ears and everything is giving me you know pleasure and experience and everything and i i am the one who is enjoying all those things in that we have a ownership for the experiences we think that i am the one who is seeing i am the one who is hearing that is it is not in that ego in the sense of a uh, you know damaging ego with others are feeling bad about it no it is our own no self worthiness which we call it as not knowing our real nature we think we are what we are that aspect will go only when it is challenged by something okay that challenge has come from the splendor when it came in front of indra but without the help of somebody to explain to us uma as maya or shakti when explains that then only we will know what it is here uma and shakti is also standing for the upanishad the shruti yeah yeah perhaps so, perhaps that is why the shravana manana and nididhyasana have become the uh, essential aspects of this entire process right uh, and satsanga is, is a must for this satsanga is a satsanga is a part of like manana only varied from individual to individual but all are pointing at to meditate upon that satsang is essential where shravana manana and nididhyasa will happen uh, incessantly that's what i think. right thank you very much Namaste Arvindu ji thank you for this beautiful uh chapter of life which we are having from you and really thankful for this would you consider indra here as in intelligence or intellect because uh, like in the first shloka when uh, hemvati is saying to indra Uh, because the last line makes me think that uh, indra is uh, intellect uh, from the last line it is being same that uh, just when hemvati says that the victory is uh, of the brahman and not of yours so at that very instant indra came to realize that uh, it is brahman so would you say that because i never get this uh, from your lecture but i thought that indra is being as an intellect intellect just pure intellect without memory or without any past of the things he uses uh, agni and other other devtas and this time he doesn't uses them like this time his way of thinking is not like them like he loses the memory all the past things and this time he is using only pure intellect 
and with pure intellect uh, he gets the answer that even this pure intellect is the shining of uh, consciousness so would you say like that yeah what you explained is right but you don't call it as intellect you call it as jivatma that pure intellect where the chaitanyam is reflecting as individuality intellect or mind all those things comes when they start functioning with disturbances of objects and experiences a state when that where there is no object or no experience but being without experience or objectlessness it is at that time you don't call it as an intellect you call it as a jivatma or the localized knowing or localized localized awareness so intellect to use the word intellect it may not be the right way to say that but your description was correct where the mind and other things are not in function when the intellect was in pure form that that, that this description is correct but don't call it as an intellect but that is the state of even the you know the jivatma or that chaitanya which is reflecting in the antakarana shuddha antakarana uh, pragyanam or witnessing you can say witnessing but witnessing also see the problem is witnessing also will need an object to be witnessed then only we call it as witnessing when the objectlessness comes where the where can there be a witnessing it's pure being that is when he identifies himself to be that wholesome he is not part he is whole that is the purnatvam when he gets the knowledge of purnam our own our own real nature we know only in that time that is our real nature but the moment we identify with our intellect mind and the sense organs the more we move out, outward to our sense organs and observation session more will be the individualistic experiences the more we discard them pratyasmad lokat when we dis- more we discard this association with our sense organs and yet there is that individuality without association with these sense organs that is the time when you call it as a pratyagat pratyagatman and that pratyagatman and brahman are not two different they are the same one and the same thank you arvind ji one more question from i didn't ask this in the previous third chapter but how did uh, like if this was a major question like even i don't know i haven't heard about i haven't read shankar bhashya so how did that interpretation was made uh, because in the last uh, third chapter last shloka when the indra says so be it how how would you translate these all the terms in the sanskrit and all and how will you translate esoterically that this is actually what indra is supposed to be saying or is supposed to be doing that's why at that very moment the yaksha get disappeared 
see this is why the indra is depicted as the person of the highest among the devas he is the king so to get a status of deva one has to be doing lot of punya karmas now in the other upanishads also which i was referring to chandra upanishad and prashna upanishad and other upanishads where the stories are coming different stories are coming in the prashna upanishad i think in prashna upanishad uh, where indra and virochana goes to the uh, for the brahma for, for brahman for the brahmatnyana there indra has been depicted as a person who is willing to go to any length to know the truth or reality he goes for 108 years of brahmacharya vrtam to know the truth each time 32 years he to 32 years like that then to 18 years like that brahma keeps increasing it so to, it is to show that as a student to wanting to know the reality one should be prepared to take any austerious measures so that he is not distracted from his goal so here also when agni and vayu failed to know that indra was intelligent enough to know that the reason why they failed is that because they they took came back and reported no what happened there so from that indra understood that it is their ego which has made that person that splendor not to divulge itself so knowing that indra when he goes it vanishes because there is nothing for that to be challenged at that time and this uvinishas also has got a peculiar way to tell that when you drop all your ego and when you are becoming pure pratigatma pratigatma and brahma are not two separate to be seen separately how will that you know imagine the the mirror should be there to show your reflection but everywhere when light is falling you all around you the reflection is happening but there is no mirror to show you reflection and even friend of you right now in front of you the light falling on you should be reflected on something it is getting reflected but we don't see the reflection because there is nothing to reflect upon that is where the the disappearance of brahma is also indicating us that when you drop all your individuality ego and all the identity that i am separate from everything you cannot see yourself separate from others you see you in everything so what that brahma was i don't know whether i am able to i'm words fail short to explain that why we are not able to see ourselves in the objects outside is that it is not an object to be seen as just as we cannot see ourselves we cannot know ourselves we can only have the experience of being 
But that is the same being we are seeing in every object. It is not separate. But we think that the being of a uh, mobile or being of a bird or being of mobile of a tree or being a mobile of a stone is separate from being of mind. That is why we steal the bird, separate the mobile, separate the tree, separate the animal, separate. The separatedness comes because we think their beingness is separate from my beingness. So my beingness is treated as mine. That is where the, the individuality comes up for me. And I am superimposing the same individuality, the object I am seeing. But if I am able to understand, just as I have my experience of being without identity to the individuality, Every atom in the world has got its own beingness, which then that is why I am not able to see the beingness in anything. Same is happening when Indra then dropped his all the ego. He cannot see something separate. That is why the Brahma vanished. So it is uh, when it is said Tatho Iti. That is when we have to understand that he is doing dropping. That uh, le- so be it. Right. But that is not very clear. Yes. So maybe that is why. So when when Numa says that that was it, is to indicate that was Brahman. But Indra could not know it. But Uma was able to tell that was Brahman. Because Uma is the form of the Upanishad or the Devi who can tell about Brahman but cannot show you Brahman. That we have to realize it in our own our own being. Not even in our mind or intellect. It is our being. Words cannot express it. Nor your ideation or that is where the ideation also will have to be dropped. When between the, between the two experiences, Pratibodham, the changes of being observed by something which is observing the changes also, though it must be present in between also. That we are not able to see because the objects change so fast. We are not able to see the in-between the, when the objects are changing. The changeless, objectless state is not known by us. To depict that is that the closing of the eyelid or the lightning is example is being used. We need to understand from that point of view. It, it, it is never an object. Thank you, Arbindoji. Somehow I also think that uh, the Uma character, it is like most people will, like Ganeshji was saying that it is the Maya. So, and when you just said that, that this Maya is telling about Brahman, but it is not able to te- uh, uh, fathom the death of the Brahman or how much this Brahman, it cannot comprehend, but it is just that pointer. 
somehow i was thinking that uh, this maya is also by the mind and uh, this mind is what is the uma character here so no almost see maya even though the word can be used for bhagavati or devi maya should not be understood as separate from ishwara whereas mind when we are saying we are able to see the ups and downs and the variations of the mind that is known to us we know our mind how whether it is happy or sorrow nobody has to tell it from outside so mind is not to be considered as maya but maya is, is everything everything other than you is maya including that guru the teacher the the upanishad the mind the intellect the experiences everything is in within that maya but that is required for us to have the experience and in between that experiences we can find ourselves that is where the maya has to come which i explained in that last class asatte vartmani titta atasatyam samihade standing on the unreality only we can know what is real same way when the maya is used or the prakritis or experiences are used all these things are due to maya vidya or you know we we call it as in different names because these are all required for us to know our own nature because we are forgetting our own nature by getting involved in the experiences how how are we aware of our own when we are in experience is what is more important because in between only we know what is our true nature but that true nature is there present even when the experience is happening but we are not this is when that mandukya upanishad also says no turiyam chaturtam manyande sa atma sa vidneyah ओशन while we are able to see the objects we are not seeing the space in which objects are seeing same way when the experiences are coming the knower and its reality is never known the experiences is so much of predominance that we we, we are oblivious to the knower of the experiences so own experiences are required as maya or devi or avidya for us to know what is not thank you arbindu ji
Ravindra Ji, good evening and uh, a very beautiful rendering. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Okay. Yeah, thank you so much for these sessions. Uh, you know, definitely I don't think I would have like, you know, ever got these kind of things from any other mechanism, actually. Thank you so much. So, uh, very interesting observation which I'm making is that uh, this uh, close of a close eyelid in the world disappears and then it appears suddenly in one shot. So that uh, simile was given uh, by Ranjit Maharaj, who was a guru bhai of Nidhazat Maharaj to me, and I had met him in person. And, uh, you know, and of course, like, you know, the lightning also is similar. I'm extremely like, you know, I'm wondering that uh, it is there in Upanishads, which is probably some of the earliest documentation in the, uh, in on this earth, actually. <laughs> so, you know, the exactly same simile, you know, which we are now also able to use and it was there at that time. You know, it is like very strange. It had a very strange effect on me. It's like, uh, how to look at this? That essentially human nature is same all along. And at a very fundamental level, there's no difference in the nature of reality at all. And uh, so whatever we tend to find about this, this thing, details of this reality is only for, it's like a toy, you know, which, you know, nature has given for man to just keep busy. It appears like that to me, actually. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for this, uh, this thing, beautiful thing. Namaste, Prasad. came late. Ji, about that Bratruhari Subhashita you just quoted, uh, can we understand the mantra like the Asatoma Sadgamaya? That one also is saying the similar thing, like from Asat only we have to make the journey towards Sat or something like that. Yeah, that is also Asatoma Sadgamaya, Tamasoma Jodhir Gamaya, Murtiorma Smradam Gamaya. That is also a Upanishad mantra only which says that you can reach a destination only if you are not in the destination. If you are already in the destination, yet you don't know you are in the destination, you need something other than the destination to indicate you that you have reached the destination. For that purpose, we need to use our experiences, whether you say asattavama, satgamaya. Sat will be known only in comparison with asat. Amritam will be known only in the comparison with Mrityu. So all those things, what it says is that which is without any quality or qualifying adjectives can be achieved only by negating 
with all those things which have got qualifications. That is why the neti neti also comes into effect. So these are all, everything if you look at it, will come to the same point. Achintyam abhyaktam ananda rupam tatam prashantam amrutam brahmayunim. So all those explanations of the Upanishad can be achieved only by doing that neti neti. What is not that care to be removed? Because we know only what is not the reality. We do not know who we are. So we have to remove who we are not to know who we are. Even though we, we are what we are, to know who we are, we have to remove everything what we are not. That is why asatte and asatte vartmani titta atasatyam samihade. That's a, uh, it's not actually in the sense of, uh, in, it's a Brahmaganda uh, sloka by Bhartrhari in the Vakyapatiyam, where the, you know, he is using it for explaining language. But the same thing we can see it in even Asatoma, Sadgamaya or any other mantras also. Basically telling that we are, but we do not know we are what we are. So we have to remove what we think we are or what we know we know. The same thing in Pradivoda Vididam also. Yeah, yeah. Because literally I always thought that that is saying don't go towards Asat, go towards Satgava. Like follow this route or something. But when we see in this light, <coughs> it actually, the meaning looks changed and it's it's giving a different meaning kind of thing. Use the, use the Asat and go towards the Sat kind of thing. Because in Sanskrit, the word Gam has got two meanings. One is to go and one is to know. Both are the, the same word gam datu is used for. Adigamya Maheshwarat. So Adigamya, there, when you use with Adigamya, that there, gam datu is no to, to know. So gachati, when you are saying, or gamya, where you are saying there without anything, then it becomes reaching somewhere. So, so, so the, that is the beauty of the word Gamadadu. It has got both knowing as well as Avabodhane and Gatyavasana. There are two, two meanings for the same Dhatu. So you can take either from moving from untruth to truth or from immortal to immortal or knowing what is truth from the untrue or knowing what is mortal and immortal. Right. Very nice. Thank you, Arvindaji. So, on a on a practical level, uh, I think it's nice to be able to take this uh, these lessons and then look for for ways to to help because it's not simply an intellectual exercise. The I'm faced with this. I laugh all the time now as as you know as i expand my understanding of this but it there's the 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 deck uh so to speak is stacked against us uh with everything in the sense world all our experiences and the way that we're programmed as children and media everything we're programmed to uh disassociate with with reality and the illusory nature of 
of Maya, the world, media, everything that we're faced with is a lie for the most part. Pretty much everything is a lie in that sense. So what what are one or two takeaways? Like I, I always think like disassociating from pronouns, seeing, you know, you as you, Aurobind, and, and naming objects. Those are really nice, easy ways that we can help reduce the confusion. What What's your suggestion on a couple of really simple ways to to harness that truth in our daily experiences? I will suggest uh, Shloka from the Mandukya Kariga for that. Prakritera Nyado Bhavo Na Katanjit Bhavishyati That means the nature of objects will never change. The sun will be the sun, the moon will be the moon, the fire will be the fire. Everything in which we are coming across in our world will be as what it is. If you look at them without any interest or your expectation out of them, accept the truth as it is. The truth which is being experienced by the world out from the world outside do not become truth when we add color to that by our own intention or expectation. A food becomes likable because their expectation of the out of the food changes. A flower becomes beautiful or not beautiful because of our expectation. The moonlight when we are in a good mood, the moonlight is enjoyable. When we are so busy and engrossed with so many other problems, the same moonlight is ignored and not even acknowledged. It all boils down to that. The nature of things are always there to you to know that nature is pristine and expressing everything always the true way. It is our mind which is distorting the way we see the world. So the world is not bad or to be rejected or not to be, you know, the, what plays in between is to be rejected. You see a moon, you see a sun, you see a flower, you see a daughter, you see a dog, or you see a snow, a river, water, anything. See them as it is. Without coloring by the mind. That is the time when you will see the, the, the beauty of the creation and that beauty is not different from your own beauty. You will reflect your beauty in everything. You will have love for everything because there is nothing to be loved or hated. There is nothing which is good or bad. Everything is as it is. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Charan Spasharovanji. Namaste, Raj. 
thank you so much for uh, these sessions um it almost feels like uh, the the literal meaning of upanishad uh, sitting closely uh, at the feet of a sage and uh, you know this when this time this wisdom is being shared so this, this is deeply appreciated thank you so much sir uh, so the the fifth mantra it talks about the the continuous meditation on brahman so uh, um um what does it uh, is it uh, to be taken literally and and um, how how can that be done sir yeah that is explained in the second chapter no when i told you the pratibodha vidhitam that is what the shravana manana nididhyasana is indicated here by upasitavyam and the word said upasitavyam is used is for that asudatu up is a usasarga means to be connected with all the time that is what the word upasita upasana is mean upasana means to be in engagement all the time or in other words we call it as meditate upon that so we have developed so much of imaginary meaning to words from the real intended meaning of those words it has moved to something else now today to meditate upon means immediately you will think of sitting on a cross leg and sitting in one corner closing the eyes watching your breathing and you know mentally thinking about something some devata or a mantra and all this that is definitely one form of upasana but that is not the upasitavyam or upasana mean by to be near the reality or to be near the truth or to be engaged in the truth is the literal meaning of the word upasita upasitavyam means there is a beauty of sanskrit so when we are continuously constantly engaged which i was explaining to patrick as the reality of everything is the truth which with which they exist the truth of the sun is the sun itself the truth of the moon is the moon itself the truth of a flower is flower itself without any adjectives so the more you are in touch with that truth you are doing an upasana it need not be on devata or mantra or anything to be in the pristine nature without our personal agenda in between that is a form of meditation itself that is why most of the people who are in that mode they won't like to be engaged in the world outside they will be in secluded and uh, you know the why they are being secluded is not because they are running away from problems because they are happy within themselves they say the same happiness with the rest of the world is and with thinking that they are happy with them engaging with the world outside only to we get find out that you know there is a diminishing utility of things or enjoyment wanes away after some time but the one who finds happiness within himself atmariti atmatrupta atmain atmavatrushtati for him he is never away from atma his own nature so and it is there is no 
diminishing value for that because that has been there from your childhood onwards till date, very date, and it has not diminished, and you have been always happy with that. That is the nature which we have to when we say upasitavyam, not the other terminological knowledge which we are cured as meditation and upasana and all. The Sanskrit words should be understood in its own context. It is the being or existence. And upa means to be near to that or to engage in it. To be engaged in the reality is what is called upasana. Thank you so much. Kiran, thank you so much for the chanting and Jataveda for holding the space. Aurobindaji, again, always thank you so much for sharing this great knowledge. Thank you, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Savitur vare enyam vare enyagum savitus savitur vare enyam hargo hargo vare enyagum savitus savitur vare enyam hargaha vare enyam hargo hargo vare enyam vare enyam hargo devasya devasya hargo vare enyam vare enyam hargo devasya Bhargo devasya devasya bhargo bhargo devasya dhimahi dhimahi devasya bhargo bhargo devasya dhimahi devasya dhimahi dhimahi devasya devasya dhimahi dhimahi te dhimahi dhiyo yo yo dhiyo dhiyo yo no no yo dhiyo dhiyo yo naha Yo no no yo yo na prachodayat prachodayat no yo yo na prachodayat na prachodayat prachodayat no na prachodayat prachodayat idi prachodayat om bhuhu om bhuaha om suaha om mahaha om janaha om tapaha om satyam Om Tatsa Viturvare Enyam Bhargo Devasya Dhimahi Dhiyo Yona Prachodayat Om Apojo Tirasom Rutam Brahmabhur Bhuasuvarom Om Swasti Prajabhya Paripala Yantam Nyayena Margena Mahimahishaha Go Brahmane Bheshuhamastu Nityam Samasta Loka Sukhino Bhavantu Samasta Loka Sukhino Bhavantu Samasta Loka Sukhino Bhavantu Om Shantashantashantihi Harihi Om Tatsat Shri Krishna Panamastu Then you are the current.